Good morning, saints of God. We are grateful for the privilege to come with the word. One more time, um, we will begin a new series. It's a new week. I pray today that the word will come in its strength and in its power in our lives to help us to grow in him in Jesus' name. Today, I'll be speaking on how to live a consecrated life. How to live a consecrated life. And it's interesting to note that the Bible actually asks this question and answers it. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? How can a young man keep his way pure? And he answers answers the question by saying, by obeying the word of the Lord or by keeping or heeding to the word of god so the scripture is our guidance or by obeying it not just by hearing it you know the book of james uh, paints a very vivid picture of those who are hearers of the word and not doers and the bible says those who hear and do not do deceive themselves so the word of the lord or the word of god obeying god's word is a sure way to live a a pure life that is what the word of god is saying the same psalm 119 but this time in verse 11 it's a popular scripture that goes around but uh, i think now we have made it into a rhyme it's not a rhyme it says thy word have i hidden in my heart that I will not sin against thee. Thy word have I hidden in my heart. So the hiding of God's word in your heart, not hiding it so that people will not be aware or things like that, but hiding it and treasuring it. So the contemporary English version, I love that version. Uh, Let me just read it. It says, I treasure your word above all else. It keeps me from sinning against you. So we see clearly in this scripture that treasuring the word of the Lord above everything else keeps you from sinning. It keeps you that you not sin against the Lord. So do you treasure the word of God above your own self, above what the world is saying, above what social media is advising us to do? You must be strong in the word of God. To live a pure life, especially in this world. That is what the scripture is saying. So today, I just want to pick on a few um, things. Today is a practical session. What does the word of God say about uh, some of the things that plague us day in, day out? So I'll just pick on maybe two, or even one, (laughs) just to talk about. And then um, I pray God leads us into other things. So the, the first thing that came to mind is uh, we live in a society that wants to present sex and says you can sleep around and it's okay to sleep around. So what, what does the Bible say about this? Should I also be sleeping around? And you know, the reason why I'm doing this is um, whilst preparing for this, there used to be a trend a few years ago or a couple of years ago it was WWJD. What would Jesus do? It was an effort, I believe, by the Spirit of God to let people have a mind, 
about what Jesus would do if they were confronted with a situation that would cause them to sin or cause them to be led away from the Lord. So what would Jesus do in certain instances? Would he be happy if you are sleeping around and it is not within the confines of marriage? You know, so what does the Bible say? So I'm reading Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. So if you find yourself, you're asking, oh, well, I think I can sleep around. I think I can do this. The Bible says that no hint of fornication should be mentioned amongst you or immoral behavior. There should not be even a hint, a hint, a hint of fornication or immorality it should not be mentioned amongst you that is what paul is saying and we see the evidence of this in the life of even joseph where he overcame the temptations of potiphar's wife that every day there was a knocking of the door many people think it was once no every single time we realize from the scripture that potiphar's wife saw how david was a handsome man and kept on knocking until one day the house was empty and decided to to pounce but what did joseph what was joseph's response i cannot sin against god and against man no i can, there was no one there but i said i cannot sin against god so engaging in in these things showed that you are sinning against god you are sinning against god so that's just one example what is the scripture saying about sex outside of marriage and even jesus he took it even to another level he one day in his preaching in matthew chapter 5 he said if anyone should look at a woman to last after her or if anyone look at a man to last after him he has already committed adult yes you are you have engaged your eyes in a lustful way Jesus has already pronounced that this is not of God. It's never of God. The second uh, question uh, that I've put here is, is betting, is betting a sin? And it's a popular one now. You know, um, the betting companies arrive and people are betting. What, what, What are you also going to do? Are you also going to join them? Uh, you, you need to make and sometimes you can justify it and say that when i win i'll give 10 percent to jessica i'll give i will tithe to the church based on my winnings you know you are you are engaging your selfish nature you say do you treasure the word of god above all others so i'm reading proverbs chapter 13 verse 11 so i read a number of scriptures so for everything there's a scripture People say, "Oh, there's no, there's no gambling in 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 scripture." So I mean, there's a lot of justification for that. The Bible says, "Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it." So Proverbs thirteen verse eleven tells that when you gain wealth in a hasty way, it will just disappear. And haven't you noticed this? That those who have these winnings. They are nowhere to be found after a number of years, sometimes months. But the Bible says, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Wealth, it is God who gives, there's a scripture, it says that it is the Lord who gives power to make wealth. Wealth is given by God through the diligent hands. As you become diligent, little by little, it will increase. 
That is what the word of God is even saying. Even from a secular perspective, I, I, I work with uh, in investments. Any investment that promises astronomical returns, it, it almost collapses. It's a Ponzi scheme. And we've seen that in the past, especially in this country. I'll read again Proverbs chapter 6, verse 10. It says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. You have many sorrows because you have you are having a lot of sorrows because you have you are you keep on betting week in, week out, and you keep on losing. And it is on the foundation of greed that you want to build your wealth. And the Bible says that. All kinds of evils will come your way. There's also another scripture, um, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5. It says that, Will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Again, it's even in relation to the Proverbs 13 now saying, that money will give itself wings and fly especially when it's gotten hastily especially when it's gotten hastily so these are a few of the scriptures that i have let me the last one is is clubbing a sin going to the club is it a sin i'll just give you one it's time is it's almost 10 minutes so i i, I don't want to to stretch it says that abstain from all appearances of evil abstain first thessalonians 5 22 so there's a scripture for everything a scripture for everything everything so how can you keep your way pure by obeying the word of the lord treasure it above every other every other thing and you shall be thoroughly blessed thank you and have a blessed sunday amen